All right, Eddie, thank you for seeing me. I've got a problem, and it's a crime that only a capable man can solve. We're here in 1940s Los Angeles, and I'm sure you know what crime I'm talking about. Let me guess, uh, some tune over in Toontown? Uh, saw a beautiful chick and his heart started beating out of his chest? No, And his not- eyes bugged out of his head? Not that one, Eddie. I'm talking about a different one. Uh, let me guess, uh, Toon was driving towards a tunnel, but it was actually painted on the side of a cave? Crashed his car? Again, Eddie, I, I, I wish you'd just let me finish. I wish you'd just let me finish. No, hang fine. on, I'm gonna guess. I'm having fun guessing. <laughs> uh, let me guess, a tune was, uh, got like, uh, on a, got turned into like a spring and was like bouncing up and down. No, Eddie, 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 are you, are you just gonna let me tell you what kind of crime a I need to A tune like stuck out his tongue real big and it got wrapped around the, the fan blades and he got swung around and it was real funny. Is that the crime? No, Eddie, Eddie, let me just finish. Okay. Eddie, the crime I need you to solve is that three children were found dead at the bottom of a well. It's a negligence case for the local construction company. Just need the paperwork, basically. And these were, like, tune children? (laughs) (laughs) One of them was your son, Eddie, for God's sake. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Telling me you didn't lead with my son who's dead? You said you had a crime you need me to solve? I buried the lead there. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I want to solve my son's murder because I love him. But Jesus Christ, I need a moment. Who are the are the other kids? Are the other kids also related to me? Because if so, I wish you just told me that first. Oh God, it's his birthday. <laughs> We collect fish bones and make weasels laugh in 80s NES game Who Framed Roger Rabbit? This week on How Did This Get... I don't know if I can do it. Let's try it. Played! <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not bad. Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and worst video games of all time. (laughs) (laughs) That third W was by the great Hard Drive Magazine at Hard Drive Mag. Submit yours at GetPlayedPod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket. Edge. You know the thing about having any sort of catchphrase, the the kind of pyrrhic victory of having something that kind of lands, which which edges uh, uh, via Sean Diston's suggestion has mm-hmm. kind of worked for me, is that now I just get and Matt, I'm sure you get it the worst of all, but I just get edge comments on everything. Yeah, like any post anywhere is just like edge exclamation point. 
Yeah, I can't post anything anymore without being like, well, hello, everyone, indeed. Yeah. Or, uh, or look at the Xbox kid popping off. Like any, any. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's the mm. classic Bart Simpson. I didn't do it syndrome. Yeah. My aunt's really sick. Can you help out with her? Go fund me. Yeah, Welcome hello. back, Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, today, as of this record, uh, Keita Takahashi tweeted, welcome back, Toilet. Welcome wow. back, wow. Bucket, and welcome back, America. Uh, wow. We are recording this wow. on Inauguration Day. And uh, I mean, he could have chosen any, he could have chosen any object from that game, any object, because everything gets a welcome. I, yeah. felt, yes. I felt particularly seen by the fact that he chose Bucket. Bucket wow. really is, I mean, it, it really pops in that game for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and hey, you know what? That tweet, is what lets me know that page has been turned and we're ready to start a new era. <laughs> I I I got a brunch reservation now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's not just inauguration day. It's also Hitman 3 day. And that oh, leads yeah. us into our normal segment, 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, count us off. All right. So this was the biggest part of my day, uh, getting, <laughs> getting Hitman 3. Uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, in the 70 minutes in Gaming Heaven episode, I, I recently very I fell very in love with the Hitman franchise one and two, the newer ones. I haven't ever played any of the other ones, uh, and so I was very very excited to get my my hands on Hitman three. I had a uh, pre order from uh, Mega Conglomerate uh, shall not be named um, that uh, was going to send it to my house. Two months after <laughs> it was supposed to come to my house, so I canceled that one, picked it up from a different uh, company and brought it to my house and had to uh, wait and wait and wait as the um, the IO Interactive um, progress uh, carryover function on their website decided to actually work uh, because the game is... So the game tracks your progress online. You can you can play it offline, but it's mostly played online. It's a single player online game, which I'm concerned for uh, for the future when they eventually stop uh, supporting it. But um, I, I I've played the first uh, level of Hitman Three, and I gotta say, Agent Forty Seven's back, baby. Time's up. Wow. Wow. I, I've this is one of those days where, you know, we had to play this game for the podcast and. I have Hitman Three as well, and just haven't booted it up yet. I just, I just have it. Yeah, and it's one of the, and it's like, I, it's like a, it, a, if I'd been planned out things better, I could have been like, I could have played this game and done all my prep earlier in the week or like mm -hmm. the past weekend, so I could just have today to play Hitman. But no, and that, and now I'm gonna be too fucking tired after this record to play Hitman. So it's just, it, it, it it's like taunting me with its yeah. existence. But it's I'm glad you got to play it, and I'm glad you get your hands on it. It's yeah, it's it's a great great franchise. If you haven't, I mean, look, I don't get anything for telling you that it's a good game. It's a good game. I love it. Wow. And hey, we got a good guest. Oh yeah, nice. A writer for done. that was smooth. Wow. Ooh. You know that's what I bring to the, that's the only thing I bring to the podcast. Our guest is a writer for DC Superhero Girls and Thundercats Roar, and on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Joan Haley Ford. Joan Ford is here. Hi, Joan. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Hi, Joan. Hi, Heather. Hi, Hi Nick. <laughs> Hi, Joan. Hi, Matt. Joan's here. I'm here. Thank you. I'm so excited. Uh, um, I wait, wait. Usually, for I, I just want to say that, like, typically we get to see 
uh, the background of, you know, like on a Zoom record, because we're being led into everybody's houses here in uh, How Did This Get Played at this point? Like, not literally, but virtually, you get to see. And immediately, you have one of the coolest backgrounds I've seen. You've got a Gremlins poster, mm-hmm. a Starlog magazine that's framed. You've got a Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Benny the Cab, Hot Wheel. I do, I do. Wow. Uh, uh, only released in, um, like... In like Spain, I think this was like a Benny the Cab that was. They did not release the Benny the Cab figure like in the states. I also have. Um, I don't know. Like, can I can I dive into like more Roger Rabbit stuff? Sure. Please. So yeah. behind me, like, I don't know. I've been. I went on a like like one of my quarantine things have been like I went. I've been going crazy on eBay, and <laughs> I got like a like lifelong goal. Just recently, I got. Um, and if you can see it, hold on. I'm spinning my chair so you can see it. I'm trying to spin my chair so you can actually see. I have a cell from the movie behind me. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get out after the record. I'll get out of the way so you can see it. My chair is. It doesn't look great in the because the the lens glare is bad. But I do have a cell from Who Framed Roger Rabbit directly behind me. That's fucking like, awesome. Like life goal is something I've always wanted, and you know I've. That's been my thing. That's been my quarantine thing. I've been irresponsibly spending money on eBay. <laughs> wow. So you were a big fan of the the film. Oh, huge. Yes, I like kind of like lifelong. Like this was the movie that made me like it just flipped a switch and was like, okay, this is what I like. This is what I'm interested in. And this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge, I'm a big, big, like lifelong Roger Rabbit fan. When's the last time you you watched the film? Um, I watched it. I did a not. Uh, I feel like this is gonna segue into like other podcasts, but I was I did a Zemeckis rewatch this uh, this uh, this year. So so very recently. Um, I did it. I I was uh, I guessed it on a podcast, a blank check podcast. Great great podcast, and they had done a, a Zemeckis's filmography, and we did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So I rewatched it this year for that reason. And it, oh boy, does it hold up. It, it, is, a, it yes. is fantastic. I, I I listened to your episode. That was kind of what I, yeah, alluding to. I kind oh, of wow. like, as they were doing, like that, that Zemeckis rewatched uh, starting, like coincided with my, like, my eBay insanity. And it just like all linked up <laughs> to where I was like, I guess this is what I'm doing. I'm buying a thing. Yeah, but the movie holds up. It did not a wasted frame. I would mm-hmm. that that's just like it's just so efficient and it's so uh, it's so well structured. I mean, I mean, Heather, Matt, uh, you guys like this movie? I'm, it, I assume it is not only a well written, well structured film, but it is such a technical achievement that that yeah. holds up impeccably. Like nothing in that film has aged, and it is astonishing to watch now as then, especially since. It's not a fucking thing that like movies started doing after Roger Rabbit because it's so difficult. Yes. Like other than Space Jam and Cool World, I feel like nobody was like, oh, let's do a half cartoon, half live action film. And so it still feels fresh. I love it. I love it. Mary does not love it. Mary does <laughs> not love it. I yeah, I um I Probably my first exposure to it was the ride. Like I hadn't, I don't think I saw mm. it like fully until I was an adult. But I, it's in, an incredible. I always think of it as this marvel of filmmaking. Like I, every time I'm watching it, I can't believe that they got away with it. Like it's so crazy to me. What what it is it, to me is uh, what what I found staggering, especially knowing more about you know 
how how shit is made than I did as a kid when I initially watched it. Um, although I've watched it in adulthood prior, it is is that it it's like it, it's like like Heather was saying, it's such a technical marvel, but also the degree of difficulty is so high, and they intentionally make things harder on themselves just to mm. to make it look cooler. Like there's there like the camera is moving, uh, a tune is is crossing planes behind live action and emerging on the other side. They're doing all these things. To, it feels like every shot is like they're aiming for that high degree of difficulty, uh, like they're they're attempting an Olympic dive or something. Mm-hmm. And and should be said like in a like before. They could use, I mean, I know, I know they use computers a little bit for the shading of the characters, but for the most part, it was, like, all cell animation. This was before, like, they, they like, had to, like, just meticulously track every shot, know where everything is. And I almost, I almost feel like it's one of those things where it was, like, they were forced to be, like, perfectionists because of the difficulty of the technology. Now you watch something like Space Jam or, like, Looney Tunes back in action, and I feel like the fact that it's just kind of like, well, you can put the camera anywhere and the computers can kind of, like, they'll figure out where the, the yeah. tunes go. It's like the fact that they had to be, other than also on top of which Zemeckis is just a perfectionist as a director, like, I feel like it's the demand, like, the the difficulty of the technology demanded perfection, I can't believe when you really like the movies nominated for best picture in the year that Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out are The Last Emperor, Broadcast News, Fatal Attraction, Hope and Glory and Moonstruck. And when you look at those that list, you're like, how what? And we know that the Academy can nominate like big movies because they nominate things like Titanic and Star Wars. The fact that Who Framed Roger Rabbit wasn't nominated for best picture is dumb. It's they're it's, dummies. They're <laughs> dumb. It's dumb. I mean, you know, broadcast news. Life, another lifetime favorite of mine. But maybe the oh, Moonstruck too. But the, oh, the rest, of, the other three can go, and Roger Rabbit can take those three other spots. <laughs> Fatal Attraction. I Fatal mean, Attraction is a is come the, yeah. On. Yeah, what? that's kind of a B movie. I, I Last Emperor is good, but yeah, also Last I don't. Great. Um, but, uh, but it, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I agree. It's, it's one of those things where you're also like, ultimately the, the Academy Awards don't matter that much yeah. because it just becomes a trivia question. Cause ultimately what's going to, to endure is what's going to endure whatever, yeah. like gets into the, the, you know, greater, but you're looking at me with a furrowed expression. You think the Academy Awards don't matter, Nick? Yeah, because it's just it ultimately turns into like it's like like who won the Academy Award in 1996? Oh, that's interesting. That movie. I forgot about that. I haven't but thought about it. It's like you, how that's the way you treat all information is what you've just described. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? So you can put cheese on a sandwich? Well, that is interesting. Like, it's not... Look, I'm not saying... I think the Oscars are garbage. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that they nominate the wrong movies and award the wrong movies almost every year. But there is something... I mean, if you're going to have a ranking system that is self-imposed by movies, why not have the movie... Like, I feel like it matters a little bit. A little bit more than you do, at least. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of to me, I, I kind of think of it in the ter- tears in the rain sense of just like it's going to be it's so no one really ultimately like like people are people care in the moment. But then ultimately, over time, it's just like it, 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 what has lasting power is what has lasting power. It's not what was given the the statuette yeah. in that given year. I mean, what are we talking about now? Out of Africa or gremlins? Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. One 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 best picture of 1984. One wasn't even nominated, but I don't see a out of Africa. 
Africa poster on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we should talk about your your shirt as well because you were talking about a a video game adaptation of a of a movie, and you're wearing a Goonies shirt. Yes. There was a Goonies video game that I played specifically the Goonies two game for NES. Have you ever messed around with Goonies 2? I, I have messed around with Goonies 2. That was a big, like, uh, like holy grail game for me growing up because for some reason, like, none of the sto- none of the rental places um, in my hometown could rent it, but I was a big Goonies fan. And the idea of playing Goonies 2 was, like, a big deal. It was, like, a, a game I didn't get to play as an adu- until I was an adult. Yeah. Uh, well, amazed to find out, like, it definitely, like, I don't know which one's re- reusing what, but definitely reusing like kind of like graphics and music from Friday the Thirteenth game or vice versa. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Konami game if I if I recall, and it's it's got like it's kind of a Metroidvania, but then also you go into when you go into certain passages, it turns into like the Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. first person exploration slash puzzle solving. So it's got that element. It's one of the games that you know because I was so bad about finishing games. For the most part, as a kid, I finished like, you know, like the big ones. I finished like your Super Marios and your Metroids and your Zeldas and your Final Fantasies. But if I just like got a game because I thought it was I'd lose interest quick and mm-hmm. then go back to a game that I liked. But Goonies 2 was a game that held my interest enough where I actually finished it. And I think that and DuckTales were the only licensed games I ever played where that was the case um, as, as a kid. Excellent. It's an excellent Ooh. DuckTales game. rules. DuckTales yeah. rules. DuckTales is one of my favorites. That's uh, same here. One of the few games I've I've finished as a um, uh, as a kid, and also just like I think probably like it one of the like one of those licensed NES properties game that I think really keyed into like what what do I like about this property and translating that into a video game really well. Yeah, and and that's huge, and I I I mean, like it it really wasn't happening all that off. Like it, it you know, Ducktales was honestly like kind of it 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 was the exception, and I think like you know, like uh, can, until games like I think well, maybe it was the PlayStation Spider Man, which which was the spi- first Spider Man that was good. Was it the PS Two Spider Man? Spider Man Two, I remember playing the crap out of. Yeah. One of those was one of those was legit good, and then the Rocksteady Batman games obviously like mm-hmm. were like really good. But like for the most part, so many movie games were for so long were so uh, awful, and I certainly think that's the case with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the game. I mean, it's pretty. This is a pretty gnarly play. I don't. Maybe, maybe there's some charm to it that I'm missing out on, but I just was like, I was just not having a good time with this at all. No. This is like a game. This is a, I, cl- I classify this game as like. A birthday ruiner because. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys familiar with the concept kusoge? Which Mm is um, a uh, kuso means shit and gay as in game. And there is a sort of like category of game that is known as shit games. Like it's Mm. like a genre. And sometimes you develop them on purpose and sometimes they just happen. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit is listed as a kusoge. Wow. Which is pretty pretty great um, because it's garbage. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty bad. And we should uh, should get into it. But uh, it came out for NES in 1989. Yes, Heather? Uh, yes, this game came out in 1989. It's an action adventure video game for the NES system 
published by LJN and Rare. And that's rare as in like, we'll go on to make GoldenEye, we'll go on to like rare games, like the Battle game. Battletoads. The, like the big, you know, it's rare. DCK? They, yeah. Yeah. DC, yeah. Oh, yeah. DKC, I meant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and a future excellent developer. Um, it is a uh, side-scrolling adventure game where you control Eddie Valiant. Uh, you travel throughout 1940s Los Angeles looking for clues to solve the uh, crime that has been placed on the shoulders of Roger Rabbit, though none of that is in the game. Like, you just are just dropped off in Eddie Valiant's room, and it's like, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> like, yeah, as good if luck. you woke up with complete amnesia. Yeah. The color palette is nice and sepia, sepia-toned. Is that how you say mm-hmm. that? Sepia? Mm-hmm. Sepia? Sepia? Anybody? Sepia? sepia? I mean, it's not quite sepia. Sepia. No. sepia. Uh, and w- whereas the cartoons themselves are brightly colored, so there is a nice visual differentiation between Eddie Valiant and Roger Rabbit and the car, Benny the Cab. Um, that is as far as the charm goes in this game, which we've played some stinkers. Yes. I was so pissed <laughs> off playing this. I was so bummed out. The music is annihilatingly bad. Yeah, I, the the music being bad is I, there's like one song that I kind of like. I think the the Judge Doom fight song yeah. is okay, but most of the music is really grating and repetitive. And you know, we talked about Donkey Kong Country. Uh, Joan brought up Donkey Kong Country. Uh, the composer of Donkey Kong Country, David Wise, is the composer of this game. He's a what? legend. Uh, but this is this is a not a, a, a not one of his better outings, perhaps. They even they reuse. They actually managed to reuse some of Alan Silvestri's score from the from the movie. They uh, like oh wow. They uh, when you're in the side um, the side scrolling view of of Los Angeles, that is Jessica's theme from the movie. I don't know why they opted for that, but it is a good like little piece of music in the movie. But here it's just like robbed of like anything that makes it charming or listenable or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we play this for the uh, for the listeners at home who may not want to boot up an, a copy or an emulated copy? But let's set the tone. It's 1940s, Los Angeles, and a crime has been committed. You're Eddie Valiant, and you have no choice but to pair up with the cartoon hero that you despise. Let's hit the streets, Eddie. Yeah, this is Jessica's yeah, theme. Yeah. yeah, this is what I was thinking of. This one's a little bit annoying. It's just over and over again. And at yeah. first you're like, this is kind of jazzy and charming. Yeah. But it's only about 16 measures long and loops and loops and loops and loops. And it's the interior of every single location. Yeah. And the and the and the, and the street level. Cause when you go to like a building, you're outside it and then you go inside it. And then also we should just say. The gameplay itself is so tedious. Yeah. Because you are, it's largely a, like, it's kind of a graphic adventure, um, but you can also very easily be killed. 
Uh, but it's but you're just kind of wandering around. You're going to locations and you're trying to find objects like in Friday the 13th, which was mentioned earlier in which we covered in a previous episode. You're trying to find some key objects, the the various portions of the uh, the will of uh, uh, is Ac- whatever Marvin, Acme's. Oh, Marvin Acme. Marvin Acme. Yeah, you're trying to, to piece together Marvin Acme's will. But the locations of the key items are randomized on every playthrough, so you really just have to go search building by building yes. to try and find everything. It's it's really fucking annoying. And the objects you find are all, like, for the most part, incredibly mundane. Like, if there was some sort of game logic of, like, okay, you're finding tune things and figuring out how to use the two, like, use them, uh that would at least key a little more into what I like from the movie. But instead it's like, find the cheese. It's like a, it's like the mystery is like a fucking like baby mystery of like, what does the, (laughs) what does the mice like? What does the mouse like to eat? What does the cat like to eat? That's like, those are the objects you're finding. And it's very, yeah. It just adds to how inscrutable it is. Yes. A wallet, fish bones, meat, a rattle, baseball, bomb. These are the fanciful items of a tune-based video game. Boxing glove, crowbar, brick, rose, detonator, dynamite. Then finally you get into like spring shoes, custard pie. Like there's, there's, I mean, no, it's, that's it. That's as far as you get. The boxing glove is from the movie. Uh, But yeah, yeah, other than that, there's a lot of just shit, just like boring, regular shit. I remember as a kid, like, like the portable holes are in the game. And I remember, like, I remember as a kid thinking like, this must have some sort of, like toony logic to it that you need to apply within the game. Like maybe in the final fight with Judge Doom, you're supposed to put the hole under him so he falls in the dip. But it's just like it does nothing. It just like no. pops, and it, yeah. it's like I want I, I want that tune logic in this game that never really shows off. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, again, it just doesn't pay off the property all that well. So so a lot of your the gameplay is interacting with NPCs. And the conversations (laughs) with NPCs are so sluggish and frustrating, especially contrasted with the movie, which has such sharp noir dialogue, like every, you know, no wasted frames, no wasted lines. Like every line is like, you know, it's it's like a punch punchline setting up punchlines. It's it's a very, you know, snazzy, uh, snappy script. But the the dialogue in the game is like, like, here's here's one exchange. Can you help me? Yes, yes, this building, this building is, is, empty. is empty. Yes, and and you'll encounter that like that is, thirty times. That is ninety percent of the of the interactions. The other ten percent are like, yes, search this building. Yeah, like it's yeah, and apparently everybody in like everybody knows exactly what is or isn't in these buildings. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was how detectives work? Yeah. They just go up to everybody and we're like, yeah. can you help me? <laughs> Uh, my the other responses include sorry I cannot help you and go away you horrible man yeah, yeah that's <laughs> if you if you punch an NPC they'll say that call you a horrid man yeah or buzz off I think if you if you punch when you finally get to Toontown and there's like a cartoon pig that's the only other like one very few actual cartoon characters show in this game but if you punch a cartoon pig in the face he'll tell you to buzz off. Yeah, the cartoon character, there's the pig, there's Daffy Duck, who's at Jessica Rabbit's uh, bar, um, there's the uh, the gorilla bouncer, and then there's the, I don't know if it's, uh, 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 what else, there's the, uh, oh, there's that, the weasels. There's the weasels. Yeah. Also, that's not, that's not Daffy Duck, and the, that's the, one of the crow, like, jazz musicians. Oh. Because something I realized as an adult is that, like, no 
like no Roger Rabbit merchandise features anything but like the cr- characters created for the movie. There's like interesting. You, you couldn't like even like I got one of the things I bought him on the eBay binge was um like the cards, like the the trading cards they put out for the movie and like there's no shots with like any of the uh, with any like light tunes they had to license for the movie. Um it's and that's a big part of the movie so that that that's absent from the game. It's like, it's it just, I, I don't know, again, it just kind of makes it all feel bland. Even in Toontown, there are moments where just like human looking NPCs will just be wandering around. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is going, what is going on here? This doesn't feel like this other part of the, this other half of the world. Uh, I guess we should talk about the Jessica Rabbit hotline uh, real, uh, right now. Well, I, we can talk about that or we can discuss the weasels uh, oh, in yes. a small segment that I have prepped. Oh, let's get weaselly. So uh, at certain points in the game, Roger is captured by the weasels. And the only way that you can uh, collect Roger without losing a life is to make the weasels laugh. Now, in the game, you have options to choose from in punchline form in order to make those weasels laugh. But here for this segment, uh, which I'm naming off the cuff weaselly or weaselly won't <laughs> very good jesus Love christ it. yeah no that's um, that's good yeah i am just going to read the prompts and you guys got to try and make me laugh with your answers then I'll Great. Tell you the real so this is Ready? a prompt you'll get in the game from a weasel, and your your gameplay wise, you're choosing from a menu to what the correct punchline is. All right. <clears throat> Round one. What trees do thumbs and fingers grow on? Weiger. All right. Go ahead, Weiger. H- hand trees. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> hand trees. Hand trees. And trees. Trees. Uh, you did make me laugh, but the correct answer was palm trees. Uh, <laughs> palm trees. Point Wiger. Oh, <laughs> yes, All right. Uh, uh, here we go. Um, another one. <clears throat> what animal would you like to be on a cold day? Oh. Um, Joan. Uh, yeah, Joan. Um, a... Like a polar bear? <laughs> That's a great answer. It's really good. Yeah. That, you do get a point for making me laugh, but the correct answer was otter. Oh, because oh, you want to like, be hotter. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think polar bear is better because I think yeah. an otter would be would not endure the cold as well. That's no. a better answer than what I was going to say. I was going to say a warm animal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds nice. <laughs> like cozy. Yeah. Uh, final round. <clears throat> what does an elephant do when it rains? Uh, uh, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Goes outside, points his trunk up. I what? get it. So like he's collecting the he's water. Like, collecting yeah. The, yeah. 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 Collecting yeah. water in his nose? Yeah, yeah. like he did when, when they, you know, like they'll pick it up from the I got what he was going for. Yeah, I yeah. get the I get the math. Yeah. yeah, but I get that it wasn't funny, but it, you know <laughs> it, like you know, it's not the idea, but it's gonna like get us to whatever the idea is, probably. <laughs> I, I will say yeah. that you 
Your answer made me feel like I'd passed out. Like, I just like lost consciousness. Well, look, we don't have to dwell on who said what or who, you know, when, but you know. The correct answer, what does an elephant do when it rains, was gets wet. <laughs> okay. That's so it's an anti-joke. Yeah. It's an anti-joke. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's the, not bad. the weasels, like, they, they like, all sorts of humor. They were really yeah. into, like, meta-anti stuff at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Largo shows in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. So, yeah, you, so you're just sort of going around having a bunch of just converse, very tedious conversations and collecting a bunch of very mundane items. You, you can ride in Benny the Cab, which is, I mean, it controls like shit. It, it's like driving in cyberpunk, but it is cool that it's there. <laughs> in the same way that the party wagon is in the, the Ninja Turtles game. Mm. It's like, oh, this is cool that this is in here, you know? Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, to get back to what you were saying earlier, though, Nick, there is yeah. a... Um, there's a moment where you interact with Jessica Rabbit, who is, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, uh, Roger Rabbit's human wife, who is extremely hot and naked for a couple frames of animation. Mm. And um, sorry, sorry, real quick, while we're on this topic, did you guys see the the? Have you did you guys look at the box art for this game? Yes, it's uh, it's great. I'll share it with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you know, you guys can look it up if you're listening. But the the it's such a transparent, like Jessica Rabbit, barely a presence in the game. <laughs> but in she's the entirety of the box art, just this buxom, uh, you know, bombshell. And it, it's so transparent that they were just like trying to get horny dads or horny kids to buy the game for, based on that alone. It's nice box art, though. It looks great. It's good art. Oh, it's just and yeah, like Roger is like peeking out from behind her. <laughs> just like waving high, like I'm here too. Yeah, <laughs> mainly the Jessica game. Yes. When you interact with Jessica Rabbit, uh, she says, "Find my number and give me a call." And you go over to a table, and you, her number is on the table, but it's not a video game phone number. It is an actual world phone number, a one eight hundred number. That if you called back in 1989, a Jessica recording would give you tips and tricks about the game. Awesome, awesome fourth wall breaking. It's like a Hideo Kojima move. Mm -hmm. But today on the podcast, we're going to call that number and see who answers uh, here in the year 2021. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, the number, it's an actual 800 number, and uh, we're going to find out if it's still active. This call may be recorded for quality assurance. Promising. We have a special promotion today for select callers. If you are over 50, please press 1 now. All right. If not, press 2. <laughs> Thank you for calling the Medical Alert Center. This is Jessica on a recorded line. What? Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, Jessica, this is Roger Rabbit. Great. So with our promotion today, you actually have the opportunity to receive a free medical alert device. So congratulations. Did you hit 1, um, Matt? You know, it's that little button you wear around your neck that you press in I case of an one. emergency or even a fall. Now, when you're participating in our monitoring program, um, you actually get your medical alert absolutely free. So oftentimes it's really expensive to buy a device like this. So Wait, we make it so really simple just a for recording, you. Like, what scan. are chances yeah. that her name was Jessica? Like, was that on purpose? No, I feel like I feel like they had to know. Yeah. I feel like they know what this like. <laughs> 
Because that, that is like an, I, I, that is like an old, not a, I guess I want to say urban legend, but it's just a true thing. So it's not an urban legend. But I remember hearing about this as a kid. And like, I feel like they, ha- like they had to know, right? They had to intentionally name her name Jessica for this lifeline phone, uh, phone number. Does the math work out where if you were of the age or you played this game where you were when you were younger, that maybe now you're at the age where you have dementia, but you still have this <laughs> phone number like in your brain and you just decide to call it someday? And so they're just trying to have some elements of that so it feels familiar. That's why her name is yeah. Jessica. Maybe. Can I say yeah. um, that the entire time I was on the phone with that person, I was so nervous that I was going to get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I'm of the impression that it was a sex hotline at some point. I like think that's it was. what all of the yeah. It was. So yeah, it's weird that it went to just being like a lifeline. Well, you know, I, it's, yeah. it's serving you throughout your life. You, you yeah. needed help as a kid, it's, then you were horny as like a teenager, adult, and now you need help. <laughs> I think if we've learned yeah. anything, it, you know, in recent years, it's that the most lucrative thing, more lucrative than any sort of vice trade, is uh, grifting seniors. <laughs> if you can yeah. fool an old person, you'll never go broke. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> it seems like they've gone hard in that direction. Uh, it's a, Here is the actual text of the Jessica Rabbit hotline if you called it back in the day. This is a, someone transcribed this, although a, no recording of the audio actually exists. It is shocking the way some neighborhoods are getting. You practically can't walk. This is Jessica Rabbit saying this. No, no, no. You got to do it as Jessica, Nick. I can't (laughs) do it as Jessica Rabbit. Give us your breath. Just give us your breath. She's just very breathy. She's just very, like, oh, it it is shocking (laughs) the way. This is my best, Catherine. Same same voice. (laughs) Same voice, Nick. It is shocking the the way some neighborhoods are getting. You practically can't walk anywhere without running into stray dogs, cats, or other animals. It makes you wish you carried a piece of meat, a fishbone, or a piece of cheese around with you. The weasel that is guarding Judge Doom's warehouse is one called Stupid. I've heard that the only thing that'll get him to leave is a quick game of softball. Know any place where you could get a baseball in a hurry? I sounded like Duke Nukem. Yeah. Now give us some more of the roses. (laughs) Matt, you you play Michael Douglas. (laughs) Um, So there are like actual hints there. Like the saying again, the the little fucking items you need, the meat, the fishbone and the cheese and that that you're looking specifically for the weasel stupid. But it's so just like. The idea of figuring this game out on your own as a kid with via the instruction manual, what's the context that's in the game, and then actually having to call this 800 number, it seems impossible. I can't imagine anyone actually finishing it, although I'm sure some dedicated youths did. It's I. It's not just a bad game. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Like the, I, the first thing that happens after I walked outside was I died. Like I walked out of the first room picked up a wallet on the street, a plant fell on me and I lost a life. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it does not broad, like it doesn't for, for forecast broadcast foreshadow. It doesn't foreshadow the things that are going to happen to you. It's not like you see a guy firing a gun across the screen and you're like, Oh, I've got to avoid this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you should have known that a plant might fall on you, you dumb asshole. <laughs> and also, so, when you go into dialogue trees, things can, like, still attack you. Like, I died so many times in Toontown because I'm trying to talk to somebody and, like, those damn pair of shoes will just, like, start, like, kicking you in the ass until you're dead. Yeah. Like, I was like, 
I was like, maybe Judge Doom was right to do what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Also, we should say, since, you know, one of the the key mechanics you need to do is search things, the actual searching, like, takes a significant amount of time. It's not like you just, it's not like breaking a pot in Zelda. It's like you walk up to, like, a cupboard um, and you interact with it and then searching comes up on screen like it's loading a new level. Uh, and it's up there for like five seconds, which which feels like a lifetime. And then it'll just say it's empty. Uh, it's it's really it's just every element of it is is uh, is extremely unfun. And then there is no ending. I didn't I, I didn't finish this game, but I watched the uh, I watched the playthrough of the ending. The, apparently, the the Judge Doom fight is is very difficult. And then after you, if you actually finally figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do, and you actually uh, uh, defeat the final boss. Then you just get a single screen of text saying that you've won. Just such a fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the tune Toon Town belongs to the tunes. The end. Yeah. Like that's you did it. It's it is an unenjoyable. Like imagine being a child who made it all the way through Who Framed Roger Rabbit for NES. The the game over screen isn't on the screen long enough for you to get like a photo of it. Yes. And even if you did, it's not like. I don't know. Sometimes they'll do like a cool eight bit drawing that's like the ca- the main character giving you like a thumbs up or something. This is just plain text with like a little like a little graphic. Yes, Roger Rabbit at the bottom. All we want is a full screen Jessica Rabbit planning a kiss on Eddie Valiant. Like yeah. just just give us just give us that. Just <laughs> like g- give us something. And then a code yeah. where you can say, where you can take your clothes off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it is like remember this thing you saw in like glory. Like remember the end of the movie where it's like all the tunes are together and it's like this Gloria and there's yes. this beautiful song playing. It's like it's all that. It's like imagine that in three lines of t- of like white text. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a huge bummer throughout. Um. But I guess we should just get to our final thoughts on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's time for our review crew. So we'll try our best to say something positive and give this game a numerical decimal rating. Um, ah, fuck. Uh... (laughs) It's it, this is tough. This is a tough one to find this something one positive. Sucked. It's it really sucked. bad. Uh, I I will say that the and I think the the that it's that it is specifically who framed Roger Rabbit adds to uh, you know it's insult to injury. Um, but I guess I do like the weasels joke thing. I do think that is kind of fun. It's a fun way of handling it, even though I think the consequences for failure are a little too severe. Um, it is interesting to kind of have like I've got to solve a, a I got to solve a joke I got to reverse engineer a punchline, uh, a, a, you know a, a, that that's mildly interesting and also charging I feel like Eddie's punch even though it doesn't work all that well in practice it's kind of interesting so I guess yeah. it has two things that are interesting in theory more so than in practice, um, but I'm gonna give this game a point one Heather uh, what do you think? Well, I think you can tell that Rare is going to end up being a good developer by the number of swings they take in the game. Like, this is this is a big game. They try a lot with the license. They try and incorporate scenes from the movie. 
Um, none of it works, but you can tell that there's somebody who's like, we don't, let's not just do a side scroller. Let's try and make it a detective game. Let's try and make it so that you can go from location to location and you're hunting down the, the, the clues to the crime. Um, that isn't my positive. Uh, because it does fail on every level of, of that uh, initiative. My positive is that Benny the Cab has three or four frames of animation for turning and looks great. Yes. Like he, there's no reason for the car to have like one, two, three, four to turn from uh, when he goes around a corner. Certainly it's, not a gameplay reason. Yeah. It's, it's cute and fancy and makes Benny feel alive. In a nice way, I give this game a point twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say on that note, uh, you know, on the animation note, which I think is a thing Rare always does well. There's the other thing is that Eddie's animation when you if you change directions from a stand, he has like a really slick, like it has like a sleek turn that he does. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't just pop yeah. the other direction. It like looks really nice and fluid. Um, and again, you know, it's not the most responsive choice, but it is if the game didn't have the platforming elements, if it was just a graphic adventure, you could have more of that. But as such, it it just it just makes things uh, it makes it more frustrating to play. Uh, all right, Matt, something positive and your score. Um, well, yeah, like we said, this game uh, sucks. It's like as unfun as the movie is fun. I love the movie. Um, I did not get very far in this game, but I watched uh, a playthrough and uh, my positive thing is this comment that I read on uh, the, on the, on YouTube for the playthrough that I watched. And it's this for posted six months ago, the detective guy with Roger rabbit reminds me of Dick Tracy. And so when I read that, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so funny for several reasons. One, the detective guy. He's, the, he's like the guy. Eddie Valiant. He's, that's him. Um, obviously, you know, Roger is the titular character, but Eddie is just as important to the whole thing. Um, and the idea that he's like, he looks like Dick Tracy. Uh, look, all detectives from a certain time looked exactly the same. Uh, and <laughs> they, wore this, they wore an outfit, a detective's outfit. So it's just this comment. What a funny, funny person, whoever That's wrote great. this. Um, I My score... <sighs> um, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give it two. Two bits, because it needs a shave and a haircut, baby. Oh. Wow, well played. Well done. All right, Joan. Uh, something positive about this game that ruined your birthday and uh, your oh. numerical score. Well, I will say, and I don't know if this is technically like a positive thing about the game, but playing it now, I, one thing I, you know, that maybe makes me sad a little about Roger Rabbit in general is that I do feel, while I think it's still regarded as a great movie, it, it's, as opposed to a lot of um, things from pop culture at the time, I think it has kind of faded in memory a little bit. I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, the licensing that it's all tied up in and them never, because of that, them never being able to get a sequel off the ground. But, you know, we live in a, as opposed, we live in a world where, you know, you, we get like new Gremlins action figures and Ghostbusters action figures and paraphernalia every, like every other day. And we don't really get a lot of new, we don't really get a lot of new Roger Rabbit stuff. There's not a lot of like constant reminders of like Roger Rabbit, which in some ways is great. I like that. It, I think it keeps it pure and and it's just a standalone great movie. But it was nice to be brought back to kind of 
this time and like to be reminded of like what a huge cultural thing Roger Rabbit was at the time that it, it got made. Um, it was fun to go back to remember like, oh yeah, this was such a big thing that it got a video game. Right. Um, and it was nice to go back and remind myself of that. But I mean, which I've been doing kind of all quarantine, like falling really, really hard back into like nostalgia. Um, and I, I, en- I, enjoy- I enjoyed it for that. There you go. And, and do you have a score? Yeah. Oh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a, whatever. I'll give it a 1.5. <laughs> there you go. Um, hey. I, can, can I just say, and I know, it, uh, but before we get into uh, uh, other people's reviews, I I do want to say, I did, I did think my overall diagnosis for this is I think they just picked the wrong premise for this game. I think they kind of wanted to do like, we'll do something detective-y because that's what the movie is. But I kind of just wonder if like, I, I feel like making this game for kids uh, uh, Joan is a childhood fan. You may have a take on this, but I almost just felt like the way to go, they should have just made it a Roger Rabbit game. And it's just Roger Rabbit, like just going around, uh, just like a Roger Rabbit platformer uh, would have been, I think, a lot more just accessible and 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 easy to, to execute. Almost even like t- maybe taking it out of the premise of the movie because, you know, yeah. one of the big, th- like one of the immediate complaints with it is like the, on the back of the box, it's like, can you solve the mystery? And it's like, yeah, I saw the movie. I know, I know the deal. <laughs> like, I'm not. Um, and it, maybe if it was just like Roger, Ra- like it was a Roger Rabbit cartoon kind of platformer, right? Um, where you're like, you know, trying to save, ba- like maybe something akin to like Rocco's Modern Life game, where you're trying to save Rocco's dog. You're just trying to save Baby Herman. Yeah, I, I think something like that would have been would have been a little bit. Uh, better received than this game but you know this game was well received by some people heather uh, maybe we're wrong maybe we were wrong we've got reviews that we've collected from all over the internet that present a contrary opinion to the ones we've already formed in review crew uh i have a positive review here from amazon by the way, that was off the cuff, Apodaca, and it sounded like I'd finally written it, but I had <laughs> Hey, you did pretty good there. Yeah, that was great. This is also, I, I'm not typically sober for, for the podcast, and I'm sober today, so I, I feel like maybe my thoughts are a little bit more organized. Anyway, but I'm less fun. Um, okay, so I have a review here from Amazon. It is uh, from Mr. Puff. It was uh, published in 2015. And uh, Mr. Puff made a pretty good point. And so I was like, uh, maybe I was wrong. Uh, the original GTA, one of my favorite, one of my all-time favorite games to play growing up. This game was a GTA before there was a GTA. Free roaming environment, multiple vehicles to steal. Is that true? Into Enter interiors for buildings, snoop through drawers and closets, go to stores and purchase items like weapons, City and country landscapes to explore, large map ahead of its time and very underrated. Uh, that's the one I pulled too. I, I mean, I think that's giving this game a lot of credit, but you know, that's that's like some of the people I f- who I feel like who uh, you know were very positive about the Friday the Thirteenth game. The argument for it is that maybe it doesn't pull it off. I mean, I think it decidedly doesn't pull it off, but it is trying something ambitious, and it is kind of ahead of its time in that sense. Um, do you have another one, Heather? Yes, I do, but mostly because I have uh, a real fondness for the opening couple of sentences here. Uh, this is from, oh man, I think it, it's just a random website. I didn't even write down who wrote this one, but 
Zany Action and, then that's the title, I love this old game. The movie was pretty cool too, with a K, K-E-W-2-L. The movie was pretty cool too. You play Eddie Valiant, a detective that worked for Toons until his brother was killed by one. Um, I, I have one. Uh, I have one along those lines. <laughs> this is from the Game Facts uh, forums for Who Framed Roger Rabbit for NES. Uh, this post is by LSU Chase eighty three. Signature is about LSU football. Pound for pound, this is the best game ever made. Who's with me? There's one reply to this thread from Yellow and Mushy. The reply is, this really is the best game ever made. <laughs> I'm glad those two people found each other. Yeah. What, I, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're married now. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they walked down, the, she walked down, whoever walked down the aisle to Je, the, the Jessica's theme in 8-bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, just filing out. <laughs> it's time for the question block. All right, this one's from at Lord of Pirates on Twitter, and they write, if you lived in a world where humans and video game characters coexisted, who would be your best friend, your worst enemy, and love interest? Oh, I love this. Ooh, I wow. love it. What a great question. Who wrote that one? That was at Lord of Pirates. Hey, thanks, at Lord of Pirates. You made my day. <laughs> I'm tempted to answer for all three Luigi. <laughs> kind of fits me perfectly. <laughs> We're the same guy. <laughs> Best friend, worst enemy, and love interest? Yeah. Yeah. I will say I, wa- I, would, I always wanted to be friends with uh, like Simon Belmont. I always thought like the or any give me a Trevor Belmont, give me any of the Belmonts, any of the Castlevania uh, uh-huh. heroes, even Alucard. Man, if I could hang with Alucard, he's fucking cool as hell. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's there's definitely appeal there. Um, we talked about video game crushes on a on a DLC episode. We did, huh? That's Ooh. right. Yeah, I always you know what who's a gr- who's a great video game friend? Uh, Waka from Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. Yep. That dude yep. is, he's a good party member and he's just like, a, he seems like he'd be a cool dude to hang out with. Um, My answer that comes up off the top of my head is for best friend, Pikachu. Uh, like oh, having Pikachu great. in your house. Fuck, that's awesome. Like a sentient pet that doesn't, like you could watch movies with Pikachu. Yeah. Like he gives an opinion, but you also don't really have to like negotiate a lot of emotions with him. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like just a perfect friend. Not that I'm saying that, look, my friends aren't needy. That really, I threw so many people <laughs> under the bus, like, just then. But what I need is, like, you, like it, it would be so much fun. Um, I think I'd want, as my enemy, Sephiroth, who wouldn't. Like, you always want an enemy who you kind of are sexually attracted to, but not really. And then also, it's like, wants to, I mean, like, he doesn't just want to kill you. He wants to kill everybody. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and on that note, I would, I would, I guess my girlfriend, uh, I'd want to, I'd want to go with, um, Aerith from the oh, same yeah. game. Cause you know, I, uh, I, I love fucking a dead chick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Joan, any uh, any video game characters you'd like oh. to fancy for friendship or romance or rivalry? Can I just, I think I'm like just imagining myself in a love triangle with the two zombies uh, ate my neighbor kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to, like, the, you know, they could both be friends and enemies and lovers. And it's just like, right. like a real intense, like I in, in, imagine myself in a real intense drama, like romance drama with those two kids. When I was a kid, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a good man. Wait, that was that wasn't another rare game, was it? No, wasn't that Lucas Arts? That was Lucas Arts. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. The character art for those, uh, especially in the character select screen, was uh, was really good. Uh. Fuck. You know who's a, you know, who I also might choose for romance. Jessica Rabbit from the Who Framed Roger Rabbit game. <laughs> if I can pull off that loophole, sure, why not? Hell yeah. I mean, if you're going to have Jessica Rabbit as your girlfriend, wouldn't you want one that wasn't like a hideous skeleton wearing like several red pixels? <laughs> like she's she's not attractive in this game. Yeah. I think that the 8-bit version I'd have a shot with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And our guest has been the great Joan Ford. Joan, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, a a thank delight you. to have you. Please come back. And anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, just, you know, I'm on Twitch sometimes. Follow me at, jo- at twitch.tv slash Joan Haley Ford. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Tune in for that. And Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game, Cyberpunk 2077. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Surprise.